Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 9.8 Podcast. All right, welcome in. Uh, Thank you everybody for joining me. My name is Pete. This is the 9.8 Podcast. 9.8, let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, We're all familiar with gravity. It's the constant form of resistance that uh, we feel when we fight every day. 9.8 meters per second squared uh, obviously is the measurement of gravity, and that is obviously the reason for the name of the podcast. You know, in the world of resistance training, uh, obviously it's not a huge form of resistance, but for some people it is, uh, for some people it isn't, for certain movements it is, for certain movements it isn't. But it's a nice metaphor for also just always kind of overcoming what holds us back, right? Gravity's holding us down on this earth. And sometimes, depending on the movement, depending on the type of training, depending on whatever you're doing in life, uh, sometimes you need to overcome even the slightest form of resistance. Uh, so let's dive right in. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to share a lot of thoughts, and I've done so over various forms of social media in the past, but. I'm hoping that this podcast provides a little bit more uh, information, a little bit more of a thoughtful discussion, and potentially the next time you go to train, a little bit more self-analysis and self-thought, and you know something that's going to make you better, not just from you know the objectives, the the actual movements, the actual cues uh, that you're doing while you're training, but just kind of getting inside your head a little bit as well while you're doing things, thinking about the why and the how um, and not just the what. So what we'll do today is I'm going to share some kind of do's and don'ts regarding personal training. Uh, For those of you who know me and know my past, uh, you know, a a decade plus long career in physical therapy and personal training and strength and conditioning. And I hope to share a lot of valuable experiences that I've had. Uh, across all those uh, fields uh, in in the medical and health professions uh, that I hope will kind of carry over into whatever you're trying to accomplish. Uh, But today we're going to kind of focus on the personal training side and I've kind of put together uh, some kind of do's and don'ts for we're going to do this in two different ways. Uh, We'll start with you know if, if you're looking to become a personal trainer what I would really, really suggest that you do uh, or potentially don't do um, in your quest to become a personal trainer. So we'll dive right in. I've, I've got five main ones um, and, and in no particular order. This is just kind of things that have popped into my head and then we'll kind of expand on each one. Uh, number one, uh, scope of practice. That's one of the biggest uh, things for me is to kind of know where you fall in that not necessarily hierarchy like one one person's better than another depending on their role um, or their licensure their certification whatever it is it's just know where you fall in the client or person that you serve so if if you're a personal trainer and I see this a ton and it's it's one of my bigger pet peeves um, don't don't try to be a nutrition and dietitian expert uh, unless you are one A lot of personal trainers do have multiple certifications. Some really like to dive deep into the nutrition stuff, and if you are, more power to you. I am not. So kind of uh, what I'll do is I'll kind of give you a a personal spin on each one of these. Uh, For instance, I am not an expert in nutrition. 
I, I know a, a decent amount based on my own personal experiences and then gathering experiences of others that I've trained, but uh, I, I don't have any type of certification or licensure to say that I am a an expert in nutrition and dietetics. So why am I going to pretend to be? So and, and those worlds collide a ton because, you know, let's let's face it, the majority of clients that come in to see me have one goal on their mind. They have probably several goals on their mind, but one of the biggest ones is I want to lose weight. Well, obviously weight loss is going to be done with what you're putting into your body, not necessarily just what you're putting out. So uh, you could, you know, it's, it's the old adage of you're never going to be able to out train a bad diet. Uh, so you can, we can do so many great things in the gym, but if you go home and you chase it with a box of Oreos, can't help you. So when a client comes to me and says, I want to lose weight, uh, you know, we'll talk about it, obviously. We'll talk about what they need to do on their end so that what I do on my end hits home and carries over. You know, then they start asking me, okay, well, put together a meal plan for me. What exactly should I be doing? And that's when I say, pump the brakes, stop. That's not my job. Uh, and I feel like so many people in the personal training profession don't do that. Because obviously you want to give them the service that they're seeking, right? You want to help them as best you can. So some people put that aside and say, well, I'm not an expert, but I'm going to try to bullshit my way into being one. Um, so know where you fall on that. You're not a dietitian. You're not a nutritionist unless you are. That's awesome. You're also not a doctor. I can't tell you how many times people have assumed and, and some of my friends and coworkers, we, we all like to joke um, you know, that I can be kind of like a doctor in, in the eyes of people because any any medical, uh, you know, thing that pops up, any acute injury, they'll say, hey, Pete, what's wrong with me? You know, and again, I will help them to the extent that I can, um, you know, with my background. Uh, and I won't overstep any bounds. I obviously don't have x-ray vision as much as uh, my son likes to think. I'm Superman, I'm not. And you know, you kind of got to know where to stop on that end as well. Um, again, do I want to help everybody? Do I want to give them the answer that they're seeking? Of course, but uh, so often personal trainers can want to pretend like they're more than they are. Uh, personal training is a great, great service that you're providing, and, you know, you don't need to sell yourself short by trying to pretend like you're a lot bigger than you are because you are providing a big service and a big product. Uh, number two, don't be the trainer that just picks something out of a hat. And what I mean by that is I've seen this so much where a client comes in and the trainer comes up with this plan, right? Tell me if you've heard this or maybe you've been through this. All right, warm up. We're going to walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes. And exercises, our main block of work. Um, we're going to just do a bunch of random exercise that I thought of five minutes ago. Uh, we're going to do them in no particular order at all with no thought process behind volume. And we're going to do it in a circuit because that requires the least amount of work on my end. And our cool down is we're going to stretch. We're going to static stretch. So uh, that is like 80% of personal trainers that are out there and it drives me insane because quite frankly uh, 
I'm not as proud to tell people that I have a personal training certification as I used to be because a giant minor I'm sorry, a giant majority of personal trainers are just complete bullshitters. And somebody is paying you a lot of money to what? Go do a, a workout that they could have easily found on YouTube? That should be embarrassing to you. If, if, if I'm describing something that you've done, and guess what? I, I'm not perfect. I've done that. That's, that used to be me in an absolute nutshell. And, you know, obviously you grow, you learn, you, and then you, you look back and you say, what the hell was I doing? Uh, and now every single client that I have, every single workout, every single session, every single conversation, I go back and I ask myself, did I provide that person value today? Uh, did, is this a type of workout that they could have gotten from anybody else? Or am I the one that they needed to have helped them? Uh, so don't be the lazy trainer. Uh, number three, don't ever stop learning. Again, personal training, most personal training certs do not require any continuing ed of any kind. Um, or if they do, it's very, very minimal. Uh, so again, you could, you know, pay a renewal fee every year. You could, you know, maybe do some online modules and seminars and stuff and, and watch some videos and, and that might satisfy some requirements. But holy crap, you're going to be behind the eight ball in so many ways. Uh, you know, as as far as learning new, uh, you know, if you want to get into it, new techniques, uh, new training styles, new uh, prescription type stuff uh, for different populations. Obviously, all that stuff is so dynamic, it's always changing with, you know, more and more research, more data-driven solutions that are coming out daily almost. Um, and you're just sitting back and just doing the same old, same old, same old without, you know, doing any kind of expansive uh, you know, research and and going to seeking out other professionals to help you be better at your job, you're just getting worse. There's no other way to say it. So don't ever stop learning. Don't ever out stop seeking, you know, not just continuing ed courses and things like that, but just reach out to trainers in your area maybe, or or maybe you've stumbled upon them online, or or maybe it's a different type of fitness professional try to create as many relationships as you can with these folks and see why they do what they do and does it make sense to you can you apply it do you have a reason for applying it number four uh, it kind of goes hand in hand uh, kind of with that continuing ed uh, but kind of within an individual session uh, is is dive deeper within the workout so again when we talked about uh, you know, maybe you've, you've surpassed the point where you're not just the drawing exercises out of a hat trainer. You've, you've done a really, really good job of putting together a great workout plan. Well, now it's time to dive deeper within each movement and always keep asking yourself, how is this movement performed? How does this person doing with it? What can they do to be better? And why would that make them better? Always keep asking yourself these questions to make sure that you are absolutely sharp. And that client is going to notice. They're going to know the, notice the work that you're putting into literally just writing out their workout program. And it's going to pay off dividends because that person will never want to leave you. Uh, for instance, I would always tell clients, 
you know, and this is true. I still tell clients this to this day is I want you to be my client for as least or little time as possible. And I truly mean that because, you know, it's that old saying of give a man a fish versus teach a man to fish. I want to teach them to fish. I want to teach them to work out. I want to teach them to know why they're working out, what they're doing, why they're doing it, how they're doing it, how they're going to get better at it, how to progress. I want them to become their own trainer eventually uh, because I want to create a world of all these people who are just so fundamentally sound, both mind and body. Uh, and my clients really, really gravitate toward that. And they know that even though I, I'm sincere in saying, I want you out of here as quickly as possible, they'll always come back because they know, you know, what I'm giving them is more than just a workout or a series of workouts. Um, and the last one is kind of more on like the marketability side of, you know, the business of being a personal trainer is, uh, make sure you're building up case studies for yourself. You know, there's so many, and, and believe me, I'm no expert in this, but there's so many marketing strategies for becoming a personal trainer and being a personal trainer. Uh, you know, it obviously depends on, you know, your employer. Are you self-employed? Um, are you part of, of a company? Uh, you know, are, are you working as an independent contractor? Are you on the hook for your own marketing? Do you have somebody to help you out with that? Obviously, all those are factors that go into it. But the biggest thing you need on your side is you need people to point to and say, hey, look at this person that I trained. Look at what they've accomplished. Um, you know, that's going to be your biggest selling point. You could sit there and you could tell somebody all about the things you've accomplished. Great. No big deal. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. Here's my personal side of it. I'm five foot four. I'm 150 pounds. I've always told myself I'm an athletic dude because I played a lot of sports. But guess what? I'm not great at any of them. I'm just enjoy them and uh, you know got mediocre at certain times. But um, I'm no I'm no great shakes when it comes to uh, you know being super buff and being a huge awesome athlete. Uh, but I can create somebody who's super buff if they want that. I can create somebody who's a great athlete if they want that. I can create somebody who's just pain-free with minimal and, and uh, you know everyday movements if they want that. And I have a lot of different people I can point to uh, to to show that. So uh, and and that's been the biggest thing that I've I've been able to tell because I can't say, hey, look at all my gold medals. Or, you know, look at, at me putting on bronzer and, and posing in my underwear and all these things that I want. You know, that no, that's not going to help me. And I don't think it really should help anybody. But uh, I can point to, look at this 40-year-old that has had chronic knee and back pain, you know, his entire adult life. And looking at him, he just went to, you know, a, a two-week-long trip in Colorado where he skied every single day with zero pain or look at the uh, the woman that you know has never been able to bend past 15 degrees and now she's deadlifting three times a week and she has zero back pain uh, you know there, there's countless others like that but those are the things that uh, you know really are a point of pride for me is when I look back at uh, the people that I've helped and what I've been able to do for them and then having them be advocates for me as a trainer.
All right, so now let's go to the other side of it. You're the client and you're thinking about hiring a personal trainer. I think there's a lot that should go into this and I would really urge you to do a little bit more than just the, hey, I'm gonna Google where the closest personal trainer is, hope they you know charge a decent rate and hope for the best. Um, you know, hope is not a tactic and should not be with, with this decision either. either. So, and again, you might think, okay, I'm, I'm just hiring a personal trainer. It doesn't need to be, you know, anybody awesome. It just needs to be somebody. Uh, bullshit. Let's, come on. This is your hard-earned money that you're going to be spending. Um, and you're spending it on a goal that you want to make happen. Because there's a very good chance you can spend a lot of money on a personal trainer and get nowhere. I've seen it a lot. So as you're picking a trainer, again, five things here in no particular order, just kind of thoughts that came to mind. We'll expand on each one. Uh, when you're picking a trainer, find out where they're certified from. Uh, there's a lot of certification agencies out there, and there's a lot of bullshit ones. So uh, I know there's a lot of great ones. And obviously, national accreditation is kind of the easiest thing to find, but um, Really do a deep dive into where they got their certification, what goes into it. Was there a practical uh, curriculum or was it all just, you know, a testing and an exam, which is, is, is mostly the case. But obviously somebody with practical experience is, is always a good thing. Uh, but there are a lot of trainers and I've seen it. I've seen several individuals that go online, uh, fill out their information, take a quick little bullshit exam. And guess what? They just printed out a certificate, uh, you know, 20 minutes later. That's not the person you want to put your trust in. And there's a lot of places that are doing that because they want to make people think that they're personal trainers. So uh, it's, it's a big thing in the industry where, um, I don't want to say fraudulent because that seems a little hyperbolic, but uh, it, it kind of is a, a fraudulent uh, certification that, that are going around. So uh, don't be afraid to ask that question. A lot of people are afraid to, to kind of like, ooh, like if I ask them where they're, where they're certified, are they going to get offended? Is that going to throw off the, you know, the vibe of our relationship? Do it. Um, I'm, I'm more than happy. I've been more than happy to share that. I don't want to seem braggy and like the client comes in and I bring it up and be like, hey, I got certified at so-and-so, you know. Uh, but if they bring it up, I'm happy to, to kind of talk about it, not only just say, hey, I got you know, certified the American College of Sports Medicine, but I wanted to, I kind of want to go further and say, here's what the kind of the curriculum was, here's what I value about it, um, here's what I've done since then, um, as far as from an education standpoint. Uh, number two, uh, obviously this sounds really stupid, but ask a ton of questions and make them, even if they're just general questions, ask them a lot of questions about you know, what they like to do is for themselves, what they like to do for others, like kind of what they gravitate toward. And, and here's why you ask them that. Cause I think this is super important. You're asking them questions to see how they react to being asked questions. And any trainer that is worth his or her salt cube is going to love a client that asks questions. And there's a lot of, again, shitty trainers out there that it's like, no, you just do what I say, you don't ask me questions, and they kind of get put off by being put on the spot because they don't have the answer, because they don't have the knowledge, because again, they're shitty trainers. So 
ask a lot of questions and see how that trainer reacts to being asked questions. Are they uh, accepting of it? Are they are they happy that you're kind of just have a thirst for knowledge and just really wanting to know why everything? I loved clients that would do that. I loved one, and I would always tell them right off the bat, don't feel like you're second guessing me. Always ask me why we're doing something if it's on your mind. Um, if, if something's not clear to you, I, guys, I'm not the best at articulating things. Uh, if, if something's not clear, stop the movement. I'm not going to be one of these hardcore boot camp yell in your face guys. Stop at what you're doing and say, Pete, I need to pause. What the hell are we doing here? And then why are we doing it? Okay, how am I doing it again? All right, let's go. And you're going to be so much more successful, both of you. Obviously, the client having a better understanding of what they're doing, but also, you know, from a relationship standpoint, you're going to create a lot more trust that way. Uh, again, I'm kind of going back and forth between the trainer and the and the client, but uh, ask a lot of questions, see how they react to it, if they are hesitant to be answered or they seem put off by it. Uh, just say thank you for your time and get out of there. Uh, you know, again, kind of where the conversation is going, does it seem more like it's their program or your program? Obviously, one of the questions you should be asking is kind of having them lay out what they think a program could look like for you. And the kind of voice in the back of your head should always be, all right, is this person doing what's best for me? Or are they just doing what they like to do and hoping I fit their scheme? Because uh, a lot of times, I'll see, I've, I've worked alongside with trainers that would have so many different client, uh, clientele, uh, so many different needs and, and population and uh, kind of fitness level and they're doing the exact same thing with the exact same person. And maybe they have goals that are not even close to each other and because it's what they like to do, it's what they're comfortable with. So we're going to do it and we're going to hope that that client is okay with it. Uh, don't be okay with it if you get that feeling. Uh, and the last one is kind of gauge his or her level of explanation. That kind of goes, I guess, kind of hand in hand with the last two things. But, um, you know, let's say they are totally okay with you asking questions, but, you know, how expansive are they going into things? Or are they just wanting to, again, just go through some exercises, give you the same cues that you find on YouTube or, you know, on a quick Google search? Uh, and they don't explain why behind everything. I think why is the most powerful question, really in in life. But I mean, let's 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 keep it on the ground here, and uh, we're just talking about about working out and fitness. But uh, always be able to ask why. And if that trainer is not able to fully fully tell you why or how, then what the hell are you doing here? Because again, going back to me. It's so much more important that that client leaves my door every single workout. They leave my gym knowing why and knowing how. Uh, whether it's just that particular day or whether it's the entire program in general. Uh, maybe it's the future. They know why and how they're going to do things on their own someday. And that is more important than any individual exercise will ever do. So last but not least, uh, we're going to do this every episode of the podcast at the end. Uh, this is going to be a spotlight segment. 
This is where I'm going to talk about somebody who has either been a giant influence to me personally, uh, kind of throughout my career, or someone who I would highly suggest you go check out, whether it's social media or on the web or in person. Uh, so today I want to talk about uh, someone who's really gotten it all started for me uh, from the strength and conditioning side of things, and that is uh, the former head strength coach uh, for Michigan State football, Ken Manny. Uh, coach Manny, uh, you know, has been the strength coach at Michigan State for 25 years. He just retired a couple of weeks ago, um, and potentially a lot of you guys don't know who that is necessarily if you're not uh, familiar with the strength and conditioning world, uh, but. Uh, Coach Manny was one of my, uh, well, in the strength and conditioning community, he was the first person who I ever reached out to about anything. Uh, and he really opened up kind of some doors for me, uh, not necessarily in that industry, but uh, just kind of almost in myself of knowing that there's more that I can do. Um, you know, I was, I was working in the physical therapy profession at the time, orthopedic physical therapy outpatient. And, you know, I was just thinking to myself, I was kind of unhappy with the way, you know, outpatient PT was kind of heading and um, wasn't thrilled with the way a lot of a lot of things were going with patients in general and uh, was just kind of getting burnt out, to be honest. And I, I've always had, you know, an interest in the athletic side of things. Anytime I would get a patient that you know, was either a current or former athlete, I would always get pretty jacked up and then obviously want to be in communication with, you know, their coach, uh, their athletic trainer, uh, their strength coach if, if they had one. So uh, that led me to, because I'm a huge Michigan State Spartans fan, um, send Coach Manny an email. Never met the guy before, uh, knew of him, uh, obviously knew of his program, and sent the guy an email wasn't expecting to get anything in return. Um, sent him this big long email telling him who I was, what I was looking to do, and basically asking, "Hey, do you have ten minutes of your time that I can uh, just basically bug you for ten minutes? I know you're a busy dude, and would love to just get a word." And we just kind of sent it out as a flyer, and and didn't think anything was going to come of it. Uh, the guy emails me back, you know, a, a couple days later. Uh, with this big long message and it was of course I have time for you this guy doesn't even know me doesn't know if I'm any good at my job and doesn't know if I'll be any good at being a strength and conditioning coach and one of the first things that of course I've got time uh, you know obviously it's it's gonna be kind of hard to nail it down but uh, you know eventually we did and you know, obviously sent me some really encouraging thoughts right off the bat. And basically what I found out is that Coach Manny uh, not only did this for so many, but was 1,000% sincere. Um, he's kind of, uh, you know, took on, taken on the mantra, um, iron sharpens iron, which the idea behind it, I, I think it's a Bible verse, it's iron sharpens iron uh, just as one man must sharpen another. Uh, and he's obviously held his athletes, but also coaches to that standard of, you know, not just being there to make yourself better, but being there to make others better and lift others up as well. And that's something that he's 
really, really championed throughout his 25 years of being a strength coach at Michigan State, and well beyond that before those 25 years. Uh, you know, Coach obviously opened up my world when, you know, I got to meet with him, we got to talk, we got to kind of got a glimpse of the program he was running, and then from right then and there, it's like, okay, there's kind of a light bulb. It's like, this is what I need to be doing. And it's been a long journey, and the journey is, is still continuing of kind of finding my place within the strength and conditioning community. And uh, But Coach Manny is definitely somebody who, uh, if you want to check him out and, and kind of learn from this guy, even though he's retired, he's still going to be, uh, you know, sharing a lot of great thoughts and a lot of great content. He's on on Twitter at Spartan Earned One. That's at Spartan Earned One, and uh, I would definitely recommend giving him a follow, uh, shooting him a note. Uh, he's I, I could I would almost guarantee that he'll at least give you some type of response, whether it's just uh, a word of encouragement or uh, you know maybe uh, you know, either challenging or agreeing with with a thought that you might share. Uh, he is definitely one of the absolute best in the industry. And, um, you know, even though it's it's a guy that I've met just a handful of times and, and communicated with, uh, you know, virtually a lot, but, you know, whether it's Twitter or email or, or otherwise, it's somebody who's always made me better uh, and always kind of given me the hunger to be, you know, keep becoming better. Um, you know, even though I'm, I'm at a place where I feel really, really great about my ability to train um, and my ability to teach, I'm nowhere near where uh, where my potential is because uh, of guys like him. So uh, if, if you want to be interested in strength and conditioning or if it's something that you've, you've you know, thought about looking at, I would start with him. Again, the guy's retired, uh, but there's no, uh, there's no way that he's done teaching and making others better. So coach, uh, here's to you and uh, thank you for everything you've done. All right, so that's a wrap on episode one. I really appreciate you guys listening and I hope you guys join me again next week. So long.